Hello, Big Daddy. From the latest in real estate to the hottest in pop culture, this is the Big Daddy Radio Show. Now, along with his panel of experts, here's your host, one of San Diego's finest real estate agents, Big Daddy Brian Garrity. All right, we are back after a two-week preempted hiatus. We are sorry, folks, that we were gone, but we're back better and stronger than ever before on Big Daddy Radio. I'm your host, Brian Garrity. It's the day before St. Patrick's Day, March 16th. Happy St. Patrick's Day in advance to everybody. (laughs) We know everybody loves St. Patrick's Day just for the celebratory nature of things. But we have our lovely panel here. We have the beautiful Michelle Montiel. Welcome back to you because you had surgery as well. I did. Thank you. And we could talk Doing about well. That. Things are good. That's good. <laughs> and Duran Ellis from Garrity Group. Hello. And Michael Ellis Baena. Hello. How are you? I am wonderful. Glad, glad to be back. It's been two weeks, it seems like forever. It really did seem yeah. like a long time. Yeah. Really All did. right. So, for those of you that want to contact us, and some of you out there are really funny, <laughs> um, you can go to bigdaddyradio.com and send a contact form. Uh, and if you just want to make a point, you don't have to make up your email address or your phone number. I don't care. Put the point in, it will come through. And if you're on Facebook, be sure that you go ahead and that you like us. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's, it's Big Daddy's Radar. All right. The radar is on. We'll blast today. So we have a guest who is calling in today. Hopefully I'm pronouncing his name right. He'll find out in the name butcher by the time all is said and done. But... Stephen Topham uh, from Animated Way. He's going to talk about it. He does this really cool thing that our show would totally be behind. Talks about domestic violence and ways to educate children. He's going to enlighten us uh, more about that. Stephen, are you on the phone with us? No, he is... Hi, Stephen. Bye, Stephen. <laughs> Stephen! He was there. Call us back. The joys of live radio. Okay, so, but we will definitely get to him. Um, then the, also going on, you know, listen, nine months ago, we sat here in this table, and everyone wanted to tell me it's still too early about Trump. Well, folks. <laughs> well, didn't want to listen to Daddy, but told you. Yes, under most political in most political years, that would have been too early. But I thought somebody like him shooting out of the cannon that didn't have a party affiliation, people should have been aware that that was a huge warning shot. Did they so underestimate him? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, he's a, he, if, anyone, crazy. if anybody thinks that he isn't. There's no potential for him to be the next president of the United States. You're seriously fooling yourself. I'm like glued to the television. I cannot stop. I'm addicted. <laughs> I mean, yesterday was Super Tuesday, too. We're and he won Illinois, Florida, 
Ben North Land. Carolina. Ben yeah, Florida, God. winner take all. I, I mean, mean, he totally. just crushed little Marco. I know. I Marco's, Marco's out of the race he now. He suspended his campaign. Yeah. yeah. And then Missouri, they, I think he'll win, but they're still counting some absentee ballots. So, so close. It's so pretty, close. It's pretty darn crazy. I mean, it's I don't totally know. Crazy. I, the thing about me, I don't know if you saw on one of the rallies he was at, there was a guy, and he told the guy, go ahead and punch him, and I'll pay your attorney fees. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a really healthy thing for a president, uh, right, potential yeah. president, to be saying. <laughs> right. Oh, dear. So, <laughs> I, I don't know. To me, that was just a little... But I think at this point now, for us talking about it, I think people should wrap their heads around it. Every vote counts. I know people think it doesn't. I don't want to hear about Electoral College or any of the other stuff. It still matters for you to get out and vote, so you're sending the message to the people that are representing us. Well, there's so many people energized now that are actually showing up to the polls who haven't ever voted before or um, just don't vote. I mean, and depending on the type of primary or caucus... If you, you know, sometimes it's just the Republicans can vote, but if it's open, then you're having independents and Democrats crossing the aisle and voting for him. So, I mean, it's just crazy. It is Mm -hmm. totally crazy. I just, it's amazing. So energizing. I mean, I have to admit, for entertainment value, I sort of liked when he (laughs) told the guy to punch him in the face, turning face. I know that's bad. Talk about that's going to be the next uh, reality show on Bravo. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's like you're not running the apprentice. Right. (laughs) You're not running the apprentice here, but I, I just think that. That it's a statement. You guys tell me. Mm. I honestly think it's a good commentary, a good statement on the state of society, on the state of, I think people are fed up. They're angry, Brian. People are angry and people are over it. But what exactly is everyone so angry about? That's what I wanted to know. Well, I mean, well, no, I'm not asking the question. I mean, what are what are you specifically angry at? Well, I'm just, I think in the, the last seven years under Obama, uh-huh. outside of there's been a few social things that have gone OK. Yeah. But I, you know, I just think it's it's just been a joke. He's just a lightweight. Oh, okay. And I really think that we need somebody in the office that's. Um, going to do more on the war on terror, the economy. I got 50 million people almost on food stamps in this country. Mm -hmm. I mean, wages haven't gone up in 11 years. Um, I don't like the way that Obama has treated Israel. I think it's shameful. And um, I don't know. I I love the fact that um, gay marriage was passed and Mm -hmm. all the things that he's done socially, but fiscally and what's gone on with terrorism, et cetera, that it's just that's got me, you know, just yeah upset. I'm over it. Got it. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. No, I was I, gonna I, say. I, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Seriously. No, no, no. No, no. I was just gonna say. There's a lot of. I mean, there's so many people that really have loved what Obama has done over the last seven years, and then of course I, I, you hear the other sides too. So I just, I was just curious for for us individually what we're what people are what we think people are upset about. And I know everybody, depending on which side of the aisle you're on, but I think Obama's going to be one of the kind of presidents that people are going to look back on and say, damn, he did a lot of good things. But it's sort yeah. of like Bill Clinton, when he was in office, it was everybody pelted on him. And then it's five, four years when he was out and we were dealing with Bush, people were like, Clinton had us down to zero on the budget, basically, right. in terms of a deficit. Yeah. And everyone was pissed when he put that into place. He got the country in check, and then we spent a bazillion dollars on war. Who knows? Well, we got ni- we're got we $19 trillion in debt. Ni- $19 trillion. $19 in debt. trillion. It's, dollars it's, it's and all, all the jobs are leaving this country. 
I mean, uh, we're not making so anything we, anymore. So it is weird that you just brought it up. It's a, a joke. Point. We just, so th- I would not have had the statistic handy if it wasn't for Wes. So this morning we were talking about, you know how in the U.S., 75% of the jobs used to be manufacturing, 25% service related. Yeah. And now it's the inverse 75% service related, 25% manufacturing, because as we all know, a lot of those jobs are being sent overseas, which I think is horribly shameful. There should be some kind of incentive to these companies to keep workers here. Mm-hmm. Like when I was growing up, you could get a job at Transamerica Credit in their credit department, answering their phone, doing whatever, approving you know deals, et cetera. There were jobs like that for people. Right. Now you call and you get... Lord knows who. It's usually they make up the name, but you know it's somewhere across the seas from here. And you here. can't understand them. I hate to say that, and and but you, I, I mean, just be you, real. You it's can't a, understand them. Yeah, it I is. mean, I you know they speak in broken English. I mean, and <laughs> in some accent, which okay, fine. I, but I, I can't understand you. I, I can I no, talk to somebody true. that I can understand? I can't understand them. No, it's true. It's so irritating. It's not, I mean, it's not even. It's not <laughs> right. even a. It's not even a prejudice at this point. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the fact that, like, you're doing business in America. So, like, you need to be able to... Like do business well. I mean, that's all there is. To I hang it. up until I get someone who I can uh, understand. Just, I just I, click. Over. You can tell the person, please transfer me to a U.S. call center. Oh yeah, but click, that takes. You know how long that takes? It takes an hour. I've done that. Oh yeah. Well, you wait on hold forever. And it's just very sad because all those jobs used to be here. It used to be able to call and you would get somebody from here. And I'm not knocking, like you're not, about people in another country. Let their countries develop jobs for them. Stop sending our jobs to other countries. Sorry. Well, then we need to fix the trade agreements because, I that's mean, it's just inequity. It's just not equitable. I mean, you know, Absolutely that's what tr- Trump's mantra. I mean, $505 trade deficit with China every year, $58 million or $58 billion with Mexico. I mean, it's like... yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. The other thing that I think is really interesting is that I th- the whole world is changing as far as what types of jobs we're doing now. So I think, I mean, right now it's not completely, com- it's still, you know, t- there's still an issue that needs to be fixed with bringing jobs back here. But in the future, there's going to be, this sounds really crazy, but robots taking over jobs and computers and the yeah. technology that's taking well, over yeah, more and more and more. Yeah, right. that already, and already is. Too, and jobs are switching to becoming very different now. Like people, the, there's not as many people out there that are doing the typical nine to five weekday. They're doing their consultants and their skilled laborers in specific areas that work part time or work remotely. And the world is changing, or contract changing a lot. So it's interesting to see how that's going to yeah. continue to evolve and shift how and we work in our economy. With all these kids I, that go to college and then yeah. they don't. You know, they can't find a job afterwards, and they're up to yeah. de- up to their eyeballs in debt, hundred thousand dollars in debt, and for going to college, and then they can't even find a job afterwards. Right. I, mean, I mean, which I, is that it? Well, it's scary. It's I got a kid going loan, to high school next year. Well, student like, loan to crisis now. I mean, it's only going to become a bigger one if they don't grab a handle on it. It's going to be like the mortgage implosion. It's it's headed there. As they it should is. never have given college loans back to the government. That was a, that I was mean, huge. Well, and they were giving signature loans, so kids. Whose parents were paying their way 
and paying for their board and paying for their books, students could still apply and get loans and take that cash and use it for whatever they wanted to. And it's just, there should have been more regulation, especially on the higher degrees. They had it where you basically, if you went to an institution and you were doing a higher degree, it didn't matter about your parents' income. Uh, This is back in the 90s, folks. But... And I think it went on into the 2000s, but you would get basically a student loan regardless of how, if your school was being paid for or your books were being paid for, what have you. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit frustrating. I just, to me, and I think anybody that grew up somewhere between our age ranges here, like for us, my dad used to always say, you can work hard for four or 40. Man, I wish he was alive now because that saying would be so different. Because, you know, four years would be going to college, obviously, right. or 40 years just would be not having a college degree. Nowadays, I was just talking to Drew about this the other day, I don't know how much you have a college degree. I see a lot of these poor people, they can't get a job. They're at yeah. Best Buy. And they can't, and not only, you know, you, to get into college these days, it's so much more difficult. A 4.0 isn't, isn't even that great anymore. I mean, these it's kids so are like crazy. getting 5.0. They're so inflated. Right. But, and I, and just so you know, we, it's love, crazy. we love Best Buy. I'm just trying to say that But when, when we went to college and we were graduating from college in the 80s, we knew at the end of that goal at the end of that rainbow there were there were going to be jobs they would be on campus recruiting you you had higher level jobs the minute you stepped out where your friends who hadn't gone to school or had just went straight to work were having a hard time so it's i don't know it's frustrating and i don't know what happened to our guest today but i really wanted to promote his organization (laughs) stephen topham with animate away it talks about domestic violence and how they use stop animation for domestic violence. Um, he's a good guy, and I don't know if we just had a telephone connection problem or whatever, but I'll get him back here next week um, if we don't get him before the end of the show today. We have plenty of other fun topics, folks. They don't go anywhere. We have a bevy of topics, and one of them has to do with does chivalry still exist? But when we come back from break, why don't we talk about it then? You're on Big Daddy Radio, ESPN 1700, and it's St. Patrick's Day Eve. Get ready, folks. Back on Big Daddy Radio on a lovely day here in San Diego, beautiful as ever. So before the break, we have our Michelle Montiel, who does not hold back. That's what makes this panel so wonderful. Yes, yes, you yes. Hold back. You let it out, sister. You let it go. <laughs> I, I was going to talk full about of piss and vinegar today. Uh, <laughs> Always, thing, every day. <laughs> I just don't want to give her any more press who I'm about to talk about. Oh, I know who oh, you're God. But I will because she's basically acting like an idiot. Who? Uh, I was going to say her. Her, Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, um, again. She's just really, she should not be the person designated to speak on behalf of the transgender community. Well, you're going to have to fill me in because I don't know yeah, what's Yeah, I up. will. Open so mouth, they, insert they, foot. Oh, my God. She's <laughs> done it a million times. She's done it on Ellen when she was talking about not supporting gay marriage. And she under, and I mean, Ellen almost flew out of her chair. <laughs> if you've not seen that clip, yeah. you should go on YouTube and do Ellen DeGeneres yeah. and Caitlyn Jenner. It's yeah. a really as good nice clip. As nice as Ellen always is to every single celebrity, you could tell. She, she was wasn't fuming. letting it really like come through in her voice, but you could just see. 
Oh, was, I'll have to watch it. I never oh, saw yeah. that. And she was pushing. She uh-huh. wasn't letting yeah. him get away with she it. She would ask more he, questions. He was trying to like, sh- you know, shuffle it off a little bit. Yeah. She was like, she no, was. no, wait a minute. The community that supported you the most. No, is... you got to watch it. It's really good. I've seen it. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So yeah, then yeah. Now they have the I Am Kate, which has horrible which, ratings, by the way. No, I thought it was. I saw a meme the other day that said, I am canceled. I don't know if that's oh, the thing. <laughs> so I don't know if that's true, but that's, that's awesome what I saw meme. on that's Facebook. That's awesome meme. So I don't know if that's true. I don't see it can make it past the second season. Yeah. And, um, so I was watching it, and so he's on the bus with the other transgender folks, and a lot of them seem like they're really good people. Um, yeah. There's, but he basically made the assertion. She. she. Oh, she. Sorry about that. She made the assertion that Republican conservatives. They're all good with gay people. They're all good with gay rights. They're all good with transgender what? people. Yes, he believes I that. Think, he I honestly think, believes that. I think she should be smart enough to realize that you can't make wide generalizations about any any political affiliation when it comes to certain issues. Because even there's there are Democrats on the other side that don't agree with, with that. And, so that's just a stupid comment. Well, okay. and if you're going to make a wide generalization, it should be the opposite one when you're talking <laughs> about conservatives. I mean, he honestly. <laughs> exactly. But you know what it got me. You know what got me about it right. when I was watching. I even rewound. I, I rewound it like three times to, to watch. I'm like, yeah. You're like, did she really just mi- say that? Did he say that? Yeah, Am she. I missing? She say that? <laughs> Am I missing something? So I, I didn't. And yeah. what they did is they put them on a bus for like a road trip, and the goal of the road trip is basically to drop hammer on her with this other group of transgender women that are going to that have been at the forefront of their fight. And it's really, that part I think is really interesting. Mm. But how out of it he is when it comes, and I mean it in the most loving way. When I say out of it, he's out of it when it comes to being connected to, you know, normal social values. Yes, he grew up. She grew up as a decorator. <laughs> we keep Michelle and I keep giving eyes to each other. Like he keeps saying, she it's she. Caitlin, I mean, she. Caitlin yeah. grew yeah. up as a decorated athlete when she was Bruce. Um, she experienced privilege basically her whole life. Mm-hmm. So I would say yes, I could give her a pass for being a little out of touch with it, but with her being catapulted up as the spokesperson for that community. Just really, if you watch the docu series, it's gonna get canceled. I'm sure. Yeah. I think they'll do the full run and then they'll cancel it. There's not really much after. You'll see they're running out. They set them up on a bus. It's a setup kind of a show to see yeah. what their opinions would be like. But, right. but how, how can how can this person say that? Rip- Republicans and the conservative right is exactly. for, is okay with gay marriage. They're and not. Even that, they're they're not. And they're okay with transgender people. And I'm sorry that yeah. you better look a little deeper. See, in that's your why party it, I mean, I hate even being affiliated with a party because I'm so socially one way, but physically, fiscally another. Right. So I shouldn't even be registered as any. <laughs> I, I, I get it. I get it. It's the one. Um, the other gals that were on there were getting pretty fired up, although they weren't being as confrontational. There's one really ugly one on there. I can't remember what her name is. Oh my gosh, she's, she's just ugly. So she got smacked with the stick hard. Oh, I, Brian. No, I love her. She's very smart though. Very nice. Um, no, she's pretty. Um, but I can't remember what her name is. She's very opinionated and she comes across very harsh. I think she needs to back up a little bit. 
But I was probably being very opinionated and harsh right now myself. But it's because <laughs> she, she gets under my skin, this one. Oh, I see. And then there's another one that I can't remember what her name, but they've been at the forefront kind of the fight. And the one, their big battle is the one says, I want to be called a tranny. There's nothing wrong with that. She's like, we fought this battle. And I was like, oh, my God, turn that up. Send it to Mikey. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was her thing. Right. She was like, that, that's what we were. We, we were even referred to each other as trannies. Well, then the other one, Pretty, we'll call her. Pretty went crazy. <laughs> I just don't know what else to call her. And when I say she's not pretty, it's not necessarily her physical attributes. It's oh, more of her personality. Oh, there she goes calling me out. <laughs> I, but I would suggest people watching it. I, it was very disappointing to watch, and I'm having a hard time. I don't know if you have, and obviously it would be just one perspective. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Do you feel that someone could be that encapsulated? That they're that out of touch, literally? Oh, Caitlin, you're speaking yeah. of them now. Yeah. It's just not out of touch, honestly. It's really hard. Well, the one thing that bothers me is that, you know, when she was doing the Diane Sawyer interview, she was saying that this is going to be something that's really hits home for her to help other people that are that are not in the same place that she's in and, and, and be a representative of, of this community. But... I honestly don't know if she's really, she hasn't really showed signs of opening up her mind and her heart mm-hmm. as much as she said that she wanted to. So I, that bothers me. I, I was, like how you said about not opening up her heart. That yeah. really bugs me. But go I ahead. was so yeah. fond of her and, and of her courage and bravery and authenticity after that, Diane. So, I mean, I was yeah. just singing her praises after that that interview. Oh, we were oh, we right. all were. Right. Even yeah. when right. even when she first came when the her cover appeared and she was now Caitlyn and right. that we were all so excited about it. But then I just feel like what she's talked about since it, yeah. sort of sad, yeah. It's interesting. The other gals are saying it's we're glad to have her because it helps give us a national platform. And then some of the other gals were saying no, she needs to step back off the platform, yeah. get educated, get immersed in the community, and then if she wants it's to speak, it's not just hair and makeup, speaker, right? Right. Yeah. Well, well, exactly. I was just, I mean, well, that, I was just the gonna, other gals on the bus. That's their biggest complaint with her. I was going to say, you know, she kind of lives up to the rest of her family being part of the Kardashians. Kardashians. I, I hate to say that, but because I know that you love them, Brian, I but love my she really kind of fits that same standard of not really not a whole lot of substance on TV yeah it's it's not it's definitely a show that you don't need to think about I love their new promo for the spring show they've been going off and on in terms of their their show trading off and on but I like the new one that's coming up in the spring. We'll have to see how it goes. Yeah. I don't know how much life is left in that show. I'm really curious to see. But then when I look at, they have like 50 million followers here. The other one has 53 million followers. I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's going away anytime soon. Yeah, I don't think so either. I, I, I don't get it. <laughs> it's entertaining. I like I like watching I, I used to watch it, but I got bored. Yeah, I, I just but I was so I was wondering when do people hit that saturation point? It's yeah. just interesting. Some people never do. I mean, some people watch shows over and over, and you I know, do that's that. That. Yeah. yeah, I totally do. <laughs> and that. our friend I Henry too. too. Henry will defend any Kardashian to his death. Like, and, and we were talking, to, we were watching uh, the Chanel show on. Then you know, um, Kendall Jenner was on there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. we were kind of made one little comment, and he was like, "Oh no, no, no! Don't anyone talk about bad about her or any of the Kardashians." So <laughs> there's people. I mean, there's obviously a lot of people out there. It still very much are protective of and love I had a girlfriend once. She has seen every Mm -hmm. episode, I mean, I don't know how many times, over and over and over again. (laughs) And she would watch it and like she would say the line before the 
per- the whoever it was said it. It was like, uh, oh my god, you you have got to get a life. I, seriously. Seriously. <laughs> when I was home recovering from surgery, I got a lot of Kardashian time in. So I've seen probably every episode. However, I'm more of a housewives guy that I never get bored of. Yeah. Although I'm falling behind. I'm falling behind on Atlanta, which is now over. They filmed their reunion. I think the finale is this Sunday and the reunion is the following. The Potomac one was actually starting out to be really good, but I only saw the first two. So I need to get back and caught up on that one. There's going to be a new franchise, The Real Housewives of Dallas. Oh. That's going to start so in April. So Dallas will be good. I think that's going to be. They said it's yeah. really well cast. It's a really good one. And they're getting a good reaction to the Potomac one. And then Real Housewives of New York are returning in a couple weeks. Mm. Minus Heather and Pretty, Kristen. If you have to watch the show to get the reference. But that was one of her taglines. Um <laughs> So that the Housewife franchise seems to be alive and well. They're adding in franchises and, and popping back the old ones, which I'm glad about. The other thing, Vanderpump Rules has, is becoming a phenomenon, sort of like The Hills. I don't know if you guys remember The Hills. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah So sure. I, it, that's one where Bravo actually went and ordered another like eight episodes. So if huh. Vanderpump Rules seems long to you folks, this time around it's because Bravo ordered more uh, episodes to include making their reunion a three-part reunion when it should have only been one. So I can't get into that one. to see what happens. Oh, I love it's it. It's got oh, a I'm huge not into following. It either. Yeah. I'm not into There's it. There's a lot of drunken behavior, yeah. a lot of nonsense. To a lot of train on, wreck but, happening, but it's amazingly hilarious to watch. You know, I, I just feel like Lisa, I'm too old for that show yeah, now. I, I don't love, know why. I love Lisa Vanderpump, though. Oh, that, that's the only reason I would watch that. I started watching it because she was, you know, on the show as sort of like the pack leader, but then she didn't really show her as much now because it's they're sort of becoming their own phenomenon. They are. And yeah. what I, you know what I love about her? <laughs> One of the gals that was with her from the beginning when this was starting, and then they had their falling out, and she's like, I know, I know, you hate me. And she just looked at her and she's like, you're not important enough to hate. Sit down. I love that. I thought that was such a great tagline. I thought oh that was gosh. hilarious. I am and just waiting for the moment in my life when I can use that line on someone. for someone to say they hate you. Line. So there's a lot of good stuff with, um, TV is so different now. It's just how we've talked about it yeah. so many times. It's just so different the way we get our programming and our TV. And I have missed so many things that I didn't even realize I was missing, like Bates Hotel. There's just a ton of stuff that if I wanted to really go back, that I've missed. So well, I've got to get caught up. And shows are finally back now, like um, How to Get Away with Murder. I almost said the other. Because uh, you always say, Shiro, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's finally back, which is fana- fantastic. And Scandal's a few other shows. coming back. Oh, right? yeah. The Voice is back on. The We've Voice. Been, oh. I've been catching a little bit of it. Yeah. I great. miss Gwen, and, uh, though. I know. House of Cards. She's, Gwen's going to be on as a mentor, though. I miss her as a coach, though, Me but she too. is going to be on as a mentor. She, yeah, she was just, uh, I think she was already on, or she, they had advertised her to be on. I saw it, yeah. Oh, wait, cool. yeah, I know she's yeah. going to be a part of it. And, and then uh, House of Cards came back, and I've oh, already wait. watched. I've already watched so the entire that, finale. Has that already? Did that come back new? Yeah, March fifth. It was the, that's the fourth and final season. So, and I've already finished it. I finished it like three days. I knew this had to be the last season. I well, loved that show I, more than any. I did my favorite show. But after the end of the last season, I was starting to be like, I'm starting to feel a little bit of a lag on it. Well. Uh, I heard rumors that the writer was recruited to do another project, so they actually were going to, they just ended it this season, but they were potentially going to do more seasons. Have you watched House of Cards? Nope. 
Oh my goodness. That's incredible. I've, I've seen it's phenomenal. Some, yeah. It's uh-huh. a phenomenal show. Yeah. The first, I, I love it. Everything about it. That's I love crazy. Uh, Robin Wright is yeah, she's she's so gorgeous. phenomenal. She, I love She's beautiful. Yeah. She is really, she is. She's, she's really sexy, is what she's she is. Yeah. She's like, and you know, powerful. And classy. Yeah. And, she carries herself. And in this show, you love them and hate them both well, yeah, simultaneously. Totally. And it's. Switches constantly throughout the episodes. It's yeah. it's really an interesting show. Isn't it interesting how yeah. that happens? Yeah, it's like how with that, and that's a hard thing to do when you're writing a show to make a character, you know, to make a character be loved and hated, mm-hmm. and both her and Kevin Spacey's yeah. character do have that trade-off going on. The moment you love them, the next minute you're like, right. oh, I can't stand them. Or I've had the same experience. I mostly show. hate Kevin Spacey's character throughout the entire show, but you, I also find it very intriguing how smart and cunning and, and, and utterly evil he is. I mean, if people are wondering about politics, yeah. they have to go watch that show, what really happened. Yeah. I was reading a piece that was saying about House of Cards, people can't separate fiction from nonfiction. <laughs> Folks, it's a television show, and it was crafted. It has some overtones of what really happens in politics, and totally. you might watch it and think, "Oh, that's far, far reached or outlandish." Yes, yeah, some of it might be, but actually, they're pretty true to, I would say, what happens outside of some of their subplots. Yeah. And even if those subplots are true or exist, then I'm watch your back. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that would be really scary on uh, some of them. Yeah. But it was this really well-written show. Yeah. What is a show that you really love? If they, I know you're busy with kids, and you probably have the news on all the time. I, it's not, I'm, a, I'm a news junkie, 24-7 news junkie. I don't watch <laughs> oh my, my... I love The Voice. Right now, I'm, I'm watching that... Um, the OJ show on FX. Oh, that's People versus, versus, people versus OJ. Forgetting. I'm watching that one. So that one, I'm. I I, I can't commit to too many. So, okay, so wait, I'm committed to that one right I'm now. I'm curious for the people that are listening. I only saw the first episode, mm-hmm. and it was bringing back all the flash flashbacks and when right. that happened. Yep. But what would you say since you're how far into it? Have you not missed any? I haven't episodes? missed any. So right, would you? How would you rate it? In terms of, do you think it's well written? Do you think it's staying I think from it's, what you remember? To I think to it's well written. I mean, it really does bring back a lot of memories. Like you go, oh my gosh, I forgot that happened, and it's such a miscarriage of justice that yeah. he was not convicted. That and when you see <laughs> I the, love that miscarriage of justice, really right? that was just really good. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> when you see what went on behind the scenes, they show they really show behind the scenes the, what what happens with the attorneys on his side and her side and Darden and Marsha Clark and mm-hmm. all the things that went wrong and I mean how how they changed the venue right in the beginning from Santa Monica to downtown L.A. I mean that was like the nail that was the first nail in the right. coffin, but. It just bring, it was it's so infuriating that this person got off. So last week they just had him try on the gloves, and of course they don't fit. But what you see in the show is that Robert, not Robert Kardashian, the um, what's the other guy? Uh, Johnny Cochran. No, the other one, Shapiro. Uh, Shapiro. Yeah. They were laying up on the evidence table, and he went and tried that glove on first, and it didn't fit him. And then when they took a recess, he put his hand up to OJ, and knew. That the glove wasn't going to fit, and they coerced the the other. They coerced Darden into having him do that. That's interesting. It, I mean, it's unbelievable so the stuff really, that went on behind the scenes. If you lived it, yeah. like most of us, I think that you know, in our age group, it's definitely worth watching. It, in our TV history, so to speak, the O.J. Simpson trial and case really is what started reality right. television. Yes, the real world on MTV was probably 
ahead of its time. And in the 70s, there was a show that was called The Family or that followed a family around. But the real, real reality TV kind of premise really started, yes, with the real world and give them a lot of credit. They were on for many years from mm-hmm. 1990 until I think this, they're just ending it. I think they're just having an ending season coming up, but they haven't already. Hmm. And then the... O.J. Simpson trial was people were glued to their TV sets 24-7. We're not watching television. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't. I was addicted. I, I picked up an L.A. Times every single day, read it cover to cover, because they had the best coverage. Right. You know, it, plus it was crazy. It was crazy. And it was a miscarriage of justice. I think there's a lot of heavy emotions around that whole O.J. trial and what <laughs> happened. And when you look at the evidence and just... How I, I just can't wrap my head around how anybody could think that he wasn't not All guilty. All the DNA evidence. I mean, it's like I, it's ugh. it's it's a real mis- miscarriage of justice. It's and, just yeah. shocking. Well, he's in jail now, so uh, good. And, you know, the, our heart even to this day goes out to the Brown family because that's yeah. certainly yeah, and the Goldman family too. And the because Goldman he was family, the forgotten yes. victim in the whole thing. In fact, yeah. before we go to break, because we have a couple minutes, that that is a, another miscarriage. Is Ron Goldman really is the forgotten victim in it's this unbelievable. whole thing. It's unfortunate. It, yeah, it's really sad. I mean, he all he was doing was taking her sunglasses back to the house to, that she had left at the restaurant. Of course, some people want to say they were having an affair. Whatever. Who cares if they were? Yeah, I mean, exactly. what difference is it? my point. But yeah. the reason he was there that night was he was literally from the restaurant where he was a server. She had left her glasses there, and he had offered to bring them home. And wow, talk about... That to me is eerie. Bad, Just, bad, that's bad timing. Weird, wrong <laughs> yeah, place, wrong time. Terrible. Think about that. Yeah. I mean, you just think you're going to do That's why I treat every day. As such a special day and just love all around. And I'm not just saying that for rainbows and unicorn factor. I am saying that as we really, really, really have to be so grateful for what we have. Yeah. All right, folks, we're going to be right back. We have more interesting topics. And I want to see what our Michelle Montiel has to say about this next one. Hang in there. We'll be right back. I stay out too late. ESPN 1700 every Wednesdays at 2 o'clock, and we love our listeners, and we are so glad you're here. So we were playing a little catch-up on stuff today. Um, we did have a guest that was calling in. I don't know what happened. We hope he's okay. Um, but sending out all kinds of positive energy to him because I, I just corresponded with him prior to the show, so I don't know what happened. So just know, Stephen, we're thinking about you. The thing that I'm curious about from you, there was an interesting article about is chivalry dead. We've talked about this in different capacities at different times. Now it would actually apply even to gay people since gay marriage is legal. I'm supposing if you wanted to have an equal conversation, we'd have to include everybody. But what is your opinion of the your, that's your fiance? So Michelle is going to get married, or Drew's going to get married, or Mikey's going to get married, or I'm going to get married, but me and Michael are married, actually. <laughs> but, what, but not to each other. No. No. But what about the, uh, how do you feel about, if you're engaged, the for you, the spouse or potential spouse going to ask your parents' hand for permission? Do you think that's- For me out- now, at my age, after a no, being no, no, divorced? No. In general, do you think that's an outdated <laughs> concept? I think it's an. I do think it's an outdated concept. Um, I think what's outdated about it is 
asking the father for the daughter's hand in marriage. I mean, mm-hmm. it should go both ways. And what happened to the mom? I mean, can we ask the mom too? Does she count? Right. I mean, hello. That was a comment that that Raven Simone made on the View. She was like, oh. "Why not ask the mom too? Like, why are you just asking the father?" Well, she totally I mean, said d- the same thing. Doesn't it just stem from a tradition from hundreds of years ago when they actually used to have dowries and yeah. soul yeah. people? Yeah. And, right. I mean, so at this point, it's just sort of nice and customary to continue a tradition and it pass passed down through the generations. And now, I don't think I I do think it's of course, it's of course it's outdated. But right. my opinion of that is that it depends on the family. Sometimes it's just a nice gesture, and I think that people I, that I still would, do I that agree with that. Do, do that. You know, and there's some families that are very religious close. and very close, right. and I'm, that's great. I mean, our family we're very much Catholic. I think it goes far for with a lot of the parents when. And people are getting married later, so there's a different dynamic there. People aren't getting married when they're 19 and 20. Exactly, right. Which I could really see at the younger age, I really see it. I don't know about if you're 40 and you go to the parents to ask for their hand in marriage. <laughs> right, I, isn't that just I, weird? I, I, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't exactly. Like, I don't want to be, be ageist <laughs> about it. Right. Super sorry, but I've been out of the house longer than. <laughs> I mean, honestly, what, what do you what do you think about from a, a gay perspective? Ugh, I don't know. That's really, a, a, I never thought about it. But I think, again, I think it would be, it depends on the, how close the other partner is yep. to the parents. And it would be a nice gesture. But overall, I don't think it's necessary. But I think it'd be kind of weird. But can I no, ask no, something no, gosh, about no. that? Because I'm not gay. So I'm curious. So if one gay partner asks the parents, the wh- which gay partner asks? Ah, that's a good, good point. I mean, because it's, I mean, it's somebody typically the husband and somebody the wife. I mean, no, how does that never. work? You know how does great, that work? What an awesome topic that, that you awesome just dovetailed topic. into. Yeah. Thank you. There is, I, I'm always amazed, and it doesn't happen often, but it happens when somebody says, which one of you is the husband? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, which both? One's the girl? Yeah. Which one's the boy? Um, yeah. It's sort of asking, like, you know, who's the top or who's the bottom? You might as well just ask that. <laughs> Even though those two things are related, it's, like, ridiculous. <laughs> it's that absurd of a question. It's like, which one of us is the husband and which one of us is the wife? It's not, like, some role-playing thing. But people have that kind of, in their mind, they don't distinguish. I mean, what do you think? It's yeah. true, right? Well, it's completely true. I think that you... You really can't because every relationship is different. And yeah. there were two, were two men or two women, depending on who the you know if it's a lesbian couple or a gay a gay men couple. So it's just it's silly to have yeah. those stereotypes. People have them though. People totally have. Them. I who just would think ask then? But who would ask? But so I just think I, I was going to say I think it's just more of a like someone who has more of a dominant personality is probably going to be. It has nothing to do with. You know, sexuality is just going to be the person that like takes charge more often. Maybe that would probably be the one asking. Is my guess? Yeah, but again, but why? Oh, sorry. No, because that may be more related to the husband, the more take charge time, see, I know, right? I'm see, that. that's what that, that's what, what I read into headed. that. I, I yeah, was I wanted to see what you read into the statement. Okay, so what do you think about what she's saying? Uh, yeah, what you said. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think I it it has nothing to do with gender at all. I think it's just it's it is personality. Period. End of story. Like, and I'm not saying that maybe they both will. Maybe you know, maybe maybe they'll both do a proposal. I, I it it depends on like like Michael was saying earlier. It depends on the relationship. Yeah, who proposes? That's the other thing. Right. Right. Well, I know who's gonna propose in my relationship. Is so. that you? No. It's not you. 
Because you, but you guys have talked no, about it before, yeah, right? But let's be clear. Why is that? Because now if somebody just heard that and didn't know the difference. It would go back to exactly like, well, then you must be the wife and your partner must or be the, the husband. Yeah. Or the that, more. That's what it's, it would sound but that's like why. Me. Yeah, I and that's why it. we're so. It's because we're so entrenched in that in that tradition. Like, and it's always gonna like people are always gonna have that in the back of their head in the back of their mind that like, well, you know, the guy asks the girl and that's so entrenched that like, we're barely like starting to scratch the surface of, of gay marriage that I think people have that stereotype and they probably will for a little while. I agree. I think too, that it would be nice to include the mom. You know, I think if you were going to do it, I think asking the mom is a big thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know why the mom's been left out other than if you're going back hundreds of years when women were treated as chattel or property, um, (laughs) that was a different thing. But nowadays, it's like if you're going to if if you're going to honor that, yes, it would be like ask the parents in my mind. And it's funny that we dovetailed into that about the who's the husband and who's the wife. I don't get that question very often, especially when Wes and I are together. I mean, we're both big guys and tall guys, and I don't. I would think we would get it more if, and I'm, this is probably stereotyping, sorry, but I think if someone was a little more dainty, you may get a different I, response. I, I was going to say the opposite. I was going to say the opposite. People can usually surmise that who's the husband and who's the wife, but for people like you and Wes, who are both big guys and you can't really, t- that, I feel like that was the question would come more, like because they can't decipher oh, by just looking at you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I used yeah, to get yeah. that question too in my past relationship, and, and and I think even a couple of times with with my current relationship, I'd I'd get that. Usually, it's from people that know me, and they're kind of joking, but it's still like, oh, like Shut oh, you're up. the That's wife. That's a question. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So for our listeners, just so we can dispel the the myth out there, there is no such thing. That, so I'm so glad I brought this up. I'm really glad <laughs> you brought really it good. up, too. So, I mean, it's two people who love each other that have decided to commit their lives to one another. Yeah. And it's, we don't have defined roles of who's the husband or who's the wife or both parties take on whatever characteristics there are. So and, Well, and also in, da- in daily lives, too, you know, traditionally, if you think about what men's and women's roles are in the household for example there's you know women traditionally would do the dishes and stay home and take care of the kids and of course you know men would go out and work but you know for me personally we have ricky and i do very very different things in the house like i'll cook but he'll do the laundry and or i'll walk the dogs and he'll you know it's just he'll go grocery shopping like Like it's never it's very balanced yeah 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 you're not you're not like gender assigning stereotypical roles. Exactly. Like, oh, you're exactly. the wifey, so right. you should be cleaning and doing the dishes and all that. Everybody participates. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. So on Drew in your case, so how you said you know who was gonna be proposing in your relationship. Yeah, and I think Why? I for me that's just because I, I know that he wants to. I know that he it's really a big deal for him to be the one to propose. And yeah. for me, it's not as big of a deal. I don't it's not that I wouldn't ever um if I was with someone different, I maybe would depending on their personality, but with him I just know we've kind of talked about it and I know that he uh, it's very important for him. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to dig down so people understand like where that comes from. So, so that's not, nice that you're respecting that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's whatever nice works, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was the same for me too. It's like I knew just Ricky's personality and how that that would be important to him rather than for me to do it. So it, I didn't have a really, I was indifferent about it. It could be me or him, or him, but I knew based on just who he was and our conversations that that's something that he would do. 
It's just really interesting. And yeah. you brought up, I'm glad you brought that up, because that was perfect for like a dovetail on really with, you know, commitments and relationships and especially in like same sex uh, relationships, that question that does come up. It, whenever it does, it's rare, but I, it always strikes me. As but I, like, you know, I have to be honest, I think that there's a lot of people out there in the heterosexual community who actually believe that. I mean, they really think oh, that. I, yeah, they do. They so I'm surprised do. that it's rare that you don't get that question very often because I think that a lot of people actually do. It's in the back of their mind and almost mm-hmm. everybody's back of their mind. That that's of that the way whole, that it like, is. Everyone's got to be so PC 100% of the time that they're probably afraid to even ask if that that's is a question right, in the back right? of their head. Right. I mean, I would, uh, I would welcome it. I would be I would like, too. ask away. I, it's just another opportunity to help educate somebody that we're just like everybody else. We weren't sent here from another planet, but <laughs> seriously, it'd be nice to be able to educate the people on, you know, how that is. And I'm, when you, you say that, it's just been a while since I've had somebody ask, and sometimes they won't necessarily say, so are you the the woman and the, do you have the female part in the relationship? There'll be more about, well... What, who stays home? Who takes care of the dogs? Like they beat what around do, the bush to yes, get to the answer. Yes. So they just don't straight it, out, straight up ask the question. It's yeah. making me think more. Like it's probably in the back of people's heads more it than is. we think it is. It is. I'm telling and you. And people it is. have a roundabout way of getting to it. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of some of the things people have asked. You probably had the same experience. Totally. Ruby has. People, yeah. in, people in the community are so, meaning the gay, the LGBT community, are so blunt about it. They'll just. I just laid on the table like, well, who's who's giving, who's receiving? I mean, it's like they're so blunt, stupid, wow, stupid questions. Uh, like I'm not going to touch that guy. with a ten foot pole. I'm not, I'm no. not going there. <laughs> anyway, so but thank clear. you for your comment. <laughs> if we were on satellite, it could be a very different conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but we love ESPN and we love being here every week for our listeners. I want to thank everybody for hanging in there. I'm sorry we were preempted the week before and gone last week. We will be back. Every week on Wednesdays at 2 o'clock, you have nothing to worry about there. It was just one of those things where it fell two Wednesdays in a row, and it feels like it was a long time. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. So we missed you guys tremendously. So lots of love. Hopefully you got some education today. We definitely are not the authority on it. You're just getting it from a view of four different people, four different views, and that's what this show is set up and designed to be, for us to give you the whatever kind of information we can but it's mainly from our perspective so our views are basically our views you have your views take on email us go to bigdaddyradio.com ask us any question you would like and we can always forward to Drew the email questions if you wanted to know about his last comment I thought that was hilarious (laughs) but um, so we were playing with that so everybody have a wonderful week know that we love you and be good to each other and be safe we love you guys have a happy St. Patrick's Day and don't be too crazy bye